Welcome to worship at Edmonds United Methodist Church. No matter where you are on life's journey, no matter what you believe or doubt, no matter how much or how little you have, no matter your race, gender, or immigration status, and no matter whom you love, you are beloved, belong, and are welcome. We say these words every Sunday to remind ourselves that even though the world sometimes places limits on belovedness or worth, God doesn't. So friends, welcome. Good morning, Edmonds United Methodist Church and all of our animal friends. It is so great to have you all here as well. My name is Donna Pritchard. I'm the pastor in this church and this... I'm Ken Burr, your liturgist for today. And this is Charlie on her birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Charlie. <laughs> what a perfect day to be blessed, it is. right? It is a great day to be blessed. Well, it yeah. is indeed a blessing for us to be together in worship on this uh, very exciting day. And we also want to welcome those who are worshiping with us online. So let's turn and say hello. Welcome to worship. And now if you uh, would please rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. God of love and beauty, you have fashioned every creature with your hands. You look upon <laughs> every creature with your eyes. You hold every creature in your heart. As we worship today with the creatures you Give have given us. Thank you, God, for their companionship. We come to worship today mindful of the creatures who sustain us and the ones who serve us. And the playfulness of puppies and the songs of birds reminded of your grace. And all their difference of fur and fin and feather, great and small, reminded of your love for us all. God of all living things, in our different voices, with barks and yips and purrs and chips, and in our silence too, we praise you and ask for your blessing and we trust your grace as we worship and as we live. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now my friends living together on the ancestral lands of the Coast Salish peoples and their animals, we want to take a moment to share the peace of Christ with one another. May the peace of Christ be with you all.
Good morning, everyone. Before we start our opening hymn, uh, we chose a couple of, of songs this week that were especially for our animal friends and for the theme of that. Uh, and this was one that Donna had asked for, but I thought it might be fun to do the version we learned at VBS this past summer. And so it won't be as familiar to everyone, but to those who were around for VBS, please sing out uh, uh, boldly uh, and, lead, and lead the rest of us in this uh, opening hymn, or opening setting of the hymn, All Things Bright and Beautiful. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Each little flower that opens, each little bird that sings, God made their glowing colors and made their tiny wings. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. The cold wind in summer sun, the ripe fruits in the garden, God made them every one. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made eyes to see them and lips that we might tell how great is God Almighty who has made all things well all things bright and beautiful all creatures great and small all things wise and wonderful the Lord God made them all. Thank you. Please be seated. And I'm going to invite Karen to come up and join me. <laughs> because I happen to know that there are a number of lovely congregants here who want to have a blessing. And so we will have two lines, and you are welcome to come to either line. You don't have to be, you know, tied to the side of the sanctuary that you're sitting on. Just kind of watch for where the line is shortest, and, um, and you know, judge accordingly to when you bring your beloved up <laughs> for an offer, uh, a blessing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yes, <clears throat> Jeanette's going to bring Danny, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking your beloved uh, with more hair, maybe? Uh, <laughs> anyhow, I better stop this because it's getting bad. Uh, 
It is a uh, tradition in the Christian church to do a blessing of the animals. And we usually do this right around the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, because he was known as one who held in high esteem all of the animals of God's creation. And so what we will do is we'll invite you to come as you are able and uh, bring your animal with you and um, we'll ask for their name. I told Karen, <clears throat> she said, well, how do I do this? I said, well, first you ask the animal to tell you its name. <laughs> and you have to listen very carefully. Uh, so we'll receive the name and then we'll offer a, a quick blessing and then you can be uh, returning to your seats by the side aisles. So let us come and enjoy the blessing. <clears throat> if you ask him, he'll say,
I can, yes. Okay, Okay, children, come on up, and you're gonna help me give the final blessing for the animals, so come on up. We know how important they are for us. And if you wanna turn the screen to the prayer. Okay, kids, so for this morning, you're gonna help me in the responsive prayer that everybody's gonna join in on. So you can either read it up there or you can read it back there. It's your decision, okay? So let's join together in the prayer. God, our creator, help us to love all creatures as kin, all animals as partners on earth. Help us to care for all creatures as family to love them as we love ourselves. For you have created all living things in beauty and in love. Thank you, God, amen. Okay, we're gonna go back.
to give a brief introduction to the scripture which Shelley will read for us this morning. It is Psalm 46, and according to Thomas Merton, Psalm 46 does what the Psalter should do. It tells us not merely what we ought to be, but the unbelievable thing that we already are. We are at the same time in the desert and in the promised land. The Psalms are our bread of heaven in the wilderness of our exodus. Well, this particular Psalm is a strong affirmation of trusting God in the most difficult of situations by reinforcing the belief in God's presence with us. Even when the world around us seems to be falling apart, this psalm tells us we do not need to fear. All is not lost when we recognize God's steadfast accompaniment. 
The images that are used here, mountains collapsing into the sea, assaults by enemy forces, those are probably metaphorical images for the writer of the psalm. They are meant to teach us that true security is not found in empire or in the created order. True security is likewise not found in wealth or in family or even in religious institutions. True security resides in God's love for us and in God's righteousness, justice, and mercy. According to this psalm, it turns out that life, it's not all about us, it's about God. Let's listen now as Shelley reads the scripture for us. Good morning, church. My name is Shelley Burr. Please rise in whatever ways are meaningful to you for the reading of the scripture. The scripture lesson today is a reading from the book of Psalm, chapter 46, in the Common English Bible Version. God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we won't be afraid when our world falls apart, when the mountains crumble, and when the center of the sea, when its waters roar and rage, when the mountains shake because of its surging waves. There is a river whose streams gladden God's city, the holiest dwelling of the Most High. God is in that city, and it will never crumble. God will help it when morning dawns. Nations roar, kingdoms crumble. God utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. Come, see the Lord's deeds, what devastation he has imposed on the earth, bringing wars to an end in every corner of the world, breaking the bow and shattering the spear, burning chariots with fire. That's enough. Now know that I am God. I'm exalted among all nations, I'm exalted throughout the world. The Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Please join in the hymn of preparation. Deep in 
inside we earn for be seated. Grace and peace to you from God and from Jesus Christ, who calls us together this day. Take a breath, a deep breath. Right now, right here, take a deep breath in. Let it fill your lungs and go deep down into your belly and relish the gift of your breath, telling you that you are alive. You are here right now. Take a breath and then cast your mind back, way back to August. And another Sunday morning, and another sermon in which we practiced mindful, attentive breathing. Do you remember? Do it with me. First through your nose, then you're gonna hold, and then you're gonna breathe out through your mouth. So breathe in for a count of four, two, three, four. Hold that for a count of seven, three, four, five, six, Seven, breathe out through your mouth while you count to eight. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Breathe. This morning, as we continue our sermon series, we're calling Take a Breath. It's all about that middle count of seven, holding your breath. Now, I know usually when you think about holding your breath, it's because you are in some sort of difficult situation. You are feeling anxious or worried, maybe even afraid of some threat, real or imagined. You are waiting for the proverbial other shoe to drop. You're not sure what is about to happen, but you're pretty sure it's not gonna be good. This morning, however, I'd like you to expand your thinking just a bit beyond the usual and consider, if you would, the power and the blessing of holding your breath. 
How often do we breathe in the gift of life and then very quickly breathe out all of our wants and worries and wonders without stopping to appreciate God's presence in the midst of our breath? The psalmist this morning has God telling us to be still and know that I am God. The Hebrew word used here for still is rafa, a word which means to sink down, to relax, to cease striving, to withdraw. Or in other words, to take the time to hold onto your breath, if only for that count of seven, to revel in God's presence and trust in God's mercy. I think the first step for us is simply to stop. When we frantically run around trying to do everything ourselves, we lose sight of God, or worse yet, we decide we no longer need God. Be still, God says. Stop. Take a few beats to hold on to the gift of your breath and acknowledge God's presence in your life. Anne Lamott suggests that prayer can be motion and stillness and energy all at the same time. It begins with stopping in our tracks or stopping with our backs against the wall or when we are going under the waves or stopping when we are just so sick and tired of being sick and tired that we stop or at least we finally stop running away and at long last walk or lurch or crawl toward something where maybe, miraculously, we are able to release our grip ever so slightly. Today we do remember Francis of Assisi as we bless the animals closest to our hearts St. Francis is among one of the most beloved figures in Christian tradition. His love of animals and of all creation have made him an icon for environmental justice. His joy and playfulness offer an alternative to a Christianity that often seems to take itself too seriously. But there was more to St. Francis than his animals and his playfulness. You know, he preached to human beings as well as the birds. And in his lifestyle, he renounced the wealth of his family to become like the poor. Francis showed a radical commitment to the imitation of Christ. So it's perhaps a curious thing that with all that Francis did and meant, the way we honor him most often is with the blessing of animals. It's curious because there is little evidence to suggest Francis related to animals the way that we do. He loved them, yes. He preached to them. I've tried that with my dog, it doesn't work. <laughs> and according to legend, Francis even turned the wolf of Gubbio into a pacifist and a vegetarian. <laughs> but the thing is, he did not treat animals the way we do, like members of our family. 
But one of the reasons that we celebrate this annual blessing as disruptive and even messy as it may seem is because animals help us to acknowledge who God is and who we are in all of our messiness and disruptiveness. Now you probably know that you can learn a thousand things by watching a dog. Disgusting things, yes, <laughs> but worthwhile things also. When I see my dog, Ollie, furiously chasing rabbits across the yard, I learn there will be days when all my efforts are not rewarded. <clears throat> and not only that, but there are some things that just are not worth chasing. When I arrive home and am greeted effusively by his whole body wagging, as if he thought I would never return, I am reminded how important it is to take an active interest in others. Living with Oliver, I have learned that life is meant for play and the abundant joy which Jesus promises. Now I know that our culture and even our faith tradition has often led us to disparage the physical realm, as if spiritual lives exist in some nebulous ether far from the down and dirty of daily life. Animals break into that false narrative with their immediate needs and their real world concerns. They help us remember what it is to hold our breath long enough to be here, to be present in the moment, because that is where God is as well. In August of 1527, a man following Martin Luther was martyred. And in the fall of that same year, a plague broke out in Wittenberg, where Luther was hiding out, so that in December of 1527, Luther wrote this to a friend. We are all in good health, except for Luther himself, who is physically well, but outwardly the whole world, and inwardly the devil and all his angels are making him suffer. These are days of temptation, worse than any previously encountered. Those were difficult days and uncertain times when Luther rightly believed he could lose his reputation, his family, even his life. And you know what? That was also when he wrote one of the most famous of all our hymns, Ein Festeberg, A Mighty Fortress. Essentially, the hymn is a paraphrase of Psalm 46. And how appropriate, it was not written after everything had calmed down. It was not written after the Reformation was complete and the Protestant church was firmly established. It was written when Luther was right in the thick of things. Like a mighty fortress, Psalm 46 reminds us we are still there. 
All you have to do is open up the newspaper or turn on the radio to know we are right in the thick of things, where nations roar against nations, where the earth itself cries out and responds to our abuse. We are in the desert, but my friends, we are also in the promised land. The psalmist's trust is not based on some naive notion that nothing bad can happen. Indeed, this psalm, like so many of them, assumes the possibility of natural disaster and enemy attack. And yet it still suggests there is wisdom and there is hope for us because God is with us as the strength beyond our strength, as the wisdom beyond our wisdom. God is with us as the grace beyond our gracelessness and as the love beyond our fear. God is with us. So breathe and maybe take a moment to hold your breath because it is full of God's presence and power and love for you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Oh, now 
into a time of prayer, I would draw to your attention the prayer list in the bulletin, on the back of the bulletin. We will spend a few moments in silence. I invite you to lift up these concerns and those closest to your own hearts this day. Let us pray. Creator God, you have made a beautiful world filled with wonder and surprises. You have gifted us with the blessing of animals, those in the wild, those on farms, those in our own homes. You brought into being that which we could not imagine for ourselves, life we cannot see without the aid of microscopes, creatures we can only see in pictures from remote regions of this planet Earth. We thank you for abundant life and for your presence, which graces all of life. We know that we have not always been faithful caretakers of animals. Forgive us when we have dirtied their environment, erased places of shelter, polluted the waters, killed off their food supplies, or neglected to tend to them. Forgive us when we have neglected our own animal companions, when we have said we are too busy to play with them, when we have made excuses saying we are too tired, 
more important engagements have come up so that we do not give them the attention they need. Forgive us when we have not loved them as they have loved us. Forgive us when we have not considered the wider picture, when we have neglected the animals in the wild, the cruelty inflicted in the name of sport or in the name of food production. Every year more animals are becoming extinct or are added to the endangered list. Forgive us for allowing beauty to be forever destroyed. Forgive us when we neglect to see all animals as part of your creation, when we neglect to acknowledge that your love beats in all hearts and that you give breath to all creation. Forgive us, O oh God, and heal us. Help us to take a breath and to hold our breath long enough to receive your gift of life. We pray in the name of your forgiving Christ, even as he taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. I invite you now into a time of giving. Uh, the offering plate will be passed in the sanctuary. Please give as generously as God has given to you and to me. If you're online, you may give in two different ways. Online at edmundsumc.org give, or by sending a check via mail to 828 Casper Street, Edmonds, Washington, 980280. We thank you for supporting the ministries of this church. Amen.
blessing of this and all of our days, we thank you, gracious God. Accept this money and every part of our lives as offerings of gratitude for all you have done for us. Use our riches and our talents to build this community of grace, sharing hope and love to our neighbors in need and the world at large, however you may direct. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> I have a few announcements to share with you this morning. Um, first of all, the uh, Palestinian-Israeli Network, through our Advocates for Justice, will have a table at the back today. If you'd like some information and you'd like to learn a little bit more about what's happening in the Holy Land right now, please stop by and have conversation, pick up some information. <clears throat> also, this um, coming up on this Friday, is another of our uh, monthly potluck and game nights. And everyone is welcome to come. It's uh, usually a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. Uh, you bring a dish, you can bring a game if you like, or you can just play whatever game has been brought. So please plan on Friday night uh, right here in Wesley Hall. 
Um, today, following worship, if you're new to this community and you'd like to get to know a little bit more about us, we're doing a meet and greet the pastor in the library right after worship. And there'll be refreshments in there, so you can just come directly in there and have a little time of conversation. Also today in the library at two o'clock, uh, the first of three sessions of a newcomer's class. Again, if you're new to this community and you would like to learn more about who we are, I invite you to join us uh, starting today at two o'clock. Now next Sunday, uh, this Sunday was special in worship, right? You agree, this was a little unusual. <clears throat> well, next Sunday, equally special in worship and a little bit different because we'll be focusing on our strategic planning and you'll be getting the next uh, set of um, reports about the needs of our neighbors and how we might begin to address those needs. So please plan to be here next Sunday or watch online and be a part of our process. And then don't forget to sign up for the Strategic Planning Retreat Day on Saturday, November 11th. Uh, that's when we're going to actually identify our five priorities for the next five years. And I can't say this often enough or loudly enough. Every voice counts, every opinion matters. This is truly meant to be a community discernment. And not only that, there will be door prizes. <laughs> so you don't wanna miss it. We do ask that you register so we have a sense of how many uh, lunches to prepare for that day. All right, now if you would rise in body or spirit for the singing of the closing hymn. Creatures sing, and all creation, everything, sing your praises, hallelujah, your burning sun with golden beam, your silver moon with softer gleam, sing your praises.
creatures of the earth, especially those with us this day. And now hear these words of benediction. May God the creator, redeemer, and sustainer go with us all that we might be channels of grace and servants of blessing to all this world. And may the peace of Christ surround us. Amen. <laughs>